What's going on, ghosties? Welcome back to Tales of Spooky Coffee Host. We're kicking off season two. If you're new here, welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Veronica. And it's time to get spooky. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I missed you. I know. I've missed you too. I missed you, ghosties. I'm so excited. Like, if I had a tail, it'd be wagging. <laughs> that was very descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you guys to, to know that I'm excited. I'm happy. Yeah, I missed you too. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we know it's January, okay? Specifically today is Friday the 13th, so happy Friday the 13th. Yes. But um, it's after Christmas, you know, all their seasonal creamers are gone, I love that everybody that knows me knows that I'm obsessed with pumpkin spice creamer. Mm-hmm. And so my mother-in-law found a bottle. And so I am definitely already in the new year drinking pumpkin spice coffee. Okay. Love that for you. And you know what? I'm not really that surprised just because of how much you talked about it in season one during you know, <laughs> the holidays. Like I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah. But I'm like- still very happy for you. <laughs> I was so excited when I found it early last year, and now I'm already getting it this year, and I'm like, oh, yes, speaking to my soul. Anyways, are you drinking anything today? Yes, I am. Uh, well, you know, it's a fucking cup of ice from Starbucks. <laughs> I asked for a matcha tea latte, and they gave me ice with, like, green food coloring or something. It doesn't taste as good as the one I had yesterday, okay? And I'm a little mad. And now I'm just drinking watered-down matcha tea latte. Uh, what anyways (laughs) do you have ice at your house i have enough ice for the year in this starbucks cup well no i was gonna say like whenever i go out and get drinks i always get no ice and then i just wait till i get home and throw in ice because then like it's not gonna get watered down like i get to control how much ice is in there and then i don't get a cup of ice with a little bit of whatever i'm drinking all right i will try that next time noted All right, so I do have a few things to talk to you about. I have like a... um, What? I've missed this so much. I know. Our little catch-ups. Yeah. (laughs) Interrupt me again and I'm going to beat you up, imagine. Oh, your bully is showing and we're only like, what? Less than 10 minutes into recording? (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, I miss this too. This is nice. This feels comfortable. (laughs) This feels right. (laughs) All right, Chelsea. So I do have a few things to talk to you and the ghosties about. I don't know which one to start with. (laughs) All right, we'll start with the sad one. There's just so many. So we'll start with the first one. We're going to start off with, did you hear about that six-year-old that shot his uh, teacher? You know, I heard something about that, but I didn't look to see if it was actually true or not. Oh, yes. Very, very true. So this six-year-old in Virginia, so apparently the, t- they were, the you know, the students are se- seated and the teacher, I think, was giving, like, the class instructions on something. And the boy pulls out a gun from his desk, points it at her. The teacher sees this, puts her hands, like in a defense type of thing, like her hand up in front of her face. And so the little boy shot the gun. The bullet went through her hand and into her upper chest. Oh my God. But 
she's okay she's still in the hospital i believe but she's in stable condition the little boy is obviously detained and the teacher was able to get all the other students out of the classroom and her being the last person out so i you know have respect for her for that yeah you know she just got shot and her priority are the other kids that's the thing that i love about teachers though like no matter what their priorities are always their kids like yeah but, and it, it should be that way because you know they're kids you know they're res- yeah. we're trusting well I don't want to say we I'm not a mom but like you're trusting them with your like child you know yeah exactly and like my daughter's teacher I have her on Facebook like okay. she messages me like all the time especially like if they're at school and yeah. Izzy like doesn't remember something or like I'm like hey like don't let her get on the bus she's going with her dad you know that type of thing and I think it's good to have relationships like that though. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why I really love um this school district that I'm in because they're very communicative with the parents. Like so many of them will have all types of ways to get a hold of them, not just like an email or a, or a school number. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> um But isn't the little boy didn't it wasn't it something about he said that she was doing something not like not like bad or anything but like to him it was like the worst thing in the world no I don't know about that um all I know is that he had actually brought like ammo like bullets to school prior to this incident and warned I don't know if it was a warning or more of a like playful type of way but he was stating that he planned on like using that gun and bringing it to school yeah. And I think the teachers found out about it, but they didn't really do anything about it or didn't do enough. Well, like, and so honestly, the what still... six-year-old is, like... Well, yeah, but also with would? our, with our, I don't know. Like, I like, could you're not right, imagine... You're right on, like, yeah, I, I guess I can understand on them not taking it seriously, but with the world we live in, like, I think any threat or even joke, like he should have been disciplined for even making the joke and letting the parents know about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they did. No, I, I definitely agree. Like they should have told him that that was wrong. But to actually, for him to know how to even use it and take it into school to do that is just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, moving on. Ghosties. <laughs> Well, I guess by the time this episode comes out, we would have hopefully survived. But we're, like, drowning over here, man. I, yes, we're I've heard. I've heard. Drowning. Like, it's only been, like, a couple days of rain. Honestly, in my opinion. Like, three or two full days. I remember, like, it raining for, like, two weeks straight back in the day. And, you know, they didn't make a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. So... But anyways, I'm enjoying the rain. I love hearing it. I love it. Free car wash. But damn, dude, Callie cannot handle. <laughs> Could not handle. Unfortunately. You hear something funny? Oh, okay. I was going to say something really sad. <laughs> <laughs> there's two There's two ways to go about that. Nana was literally, for, for those of you that don't know, my grandma has a pool in her backyard. And she was up the other night every hour to release the water from the backyard because her backyard was flooding (gasps) because that's how much rain you guys are getting right now (laughs) yeah we're getting a lot okay so i'm gonna move on from that to guess what i got for my birthday 
um, Pedro Pascal, Pedro Pascal, and Pedro Pascal. I did get a Pedro Pascal mug where it has like a collage of his pics on the <laughs> mug. And I did get a Pedro Pascal collage blanket. Anyways, no, that's not the important one. The important one here is I got a spirit box from Miley. No, did you really? Yeah. Did I play with it as soon as I got home? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you did. (laughs) So I'm like super excited to like go somewhere spooky and like actually investigate. I don't know, just having more equipment. It's just so much more fun. Like, yeah, I'm so excited for you. Like, I can't wait to see the videos and stuff that you share with me with using it. Like, that's so exciting. Yeah, I want to do the Estes method, which is pretty much where one person has the spirit box on with the headphones mm-hmm. but you have to have like noise canceling headphones so they don't yeah. hear like other people talking they just have that going and then you blindfold them and someone else will be asking questions and they just let the person answer with whatever he hears coming from the headphones mm-hmm. so it's more like legit and stuff like that i've seen some sam and kobe videos where because they've been doing it like every episode it's yeah, so remember- spooky how accurate yeah and it's crazy no it's fine it's crazy how it's like so accurate so that's what i'm really excited for but anyway speaking of um exciting things chelsea you just released a new book again (laughs) i did (laughs) i did i did so i released my second novel on yule which was december 21st last year it's a mystery thriller which I know really like goes with our our niche and everything. So I'm super excited. Book two comes out in December this year. So you got to wait a year for it. But oh yeah, I'm super excited. It's uh, a murder mystery with a taboo romance. And it's exciting. It's called Obsession. Yeah, go buy it. Yeah, go buy if it. It's on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I was super excited that Taylor got her copy before she got on the plane. Did you see her post about that? Yeah, I did. I was like, yay, that's exciting. It's so weird still to see, like when I'm scrolling through social media and just seeing my book because somebody shared it. Because like mm-hmm. I didn't get the notification that Taylor got her copy. So uh-huh. I was just scrolling and I saw it and I was like, what the fuck? It's, it's surreal. I love that for you. But um, I also have some interesting things to talk about. Yes. Since you were talking about gifts, I wanted to talk about a few that I got, not for my birthday, for Christmas. Uh-huh. Well... Christmas annual. So my marital side, my in-laws, they all celebrate Christmas. And my nephew helped my husband pick out, um, I got my first crystal ball. Ooh. So I'm super excited. I can't wait to use it. And then my mom for Yule, she got me my last grimoire, which is like a book of shadows, got damaged like a couple years ago. And I just, I've never replaced it. And she got me one and it is so pretty. And it's got that like old papaya feeling paper mm-hmm. and it's leather bound. I'm papaya? So you said it wrong again. What did I say? You said papaya. That's a fruit. <laughs> We're going to move past this, Gusties. We're going to move past this. Obviously, we didn't learn anything in season uh, one. Nope. And it's so funny because I'm the fucking English major. Yeah, well, yeah, let me have this moment. (laughs) So proud of myself. All right, continue. Anyway, so quick, quick little thing. Um, Wednesday got renewed for season two. Yay. I'm super excited about that. But she didn't win the Golden Globe. Yeah, I know. It's rigged. 
It, it always is. So there's an update. When we, at the end of season one, we had been talking about the Idaho University murders. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. So there's an update that 28-year-old Brian Christopher was caught and they're charging him with four counts of murder. Now, let me remind everybody that in this country, you are innocent until proven guilty. And I haven't looked at all of the facts, but there's so much going on about like how the other two roommates were also involved. Yeah, I was gonna say, what about are you gonna do you know about the roommate? Because they're making a big deal on, on her on yeah. TikTok right now. Yeah, like they're a huge deal. Like everybody is saying that they're involved, but I haven't seen the evidence of like that they were. Like I know, I know they said that one of the girls was in the same room as some of them that were murdered, which is a little sketchy for me because how can you not hear somebody being murdered? But also, like I'm a heavy sleeper, like I probably wouldn't hear it. No, well, I think one of the roommates said that they saw him walk by her room. So she just stayed in her room and closed the door, but she never called 911. Yeah. So there's just like a lot of there's sketchy just like things. A lot of, yeah, sketchy things going on. But um, I wanted to just give everybody that update and I will definitely look into it more for next episode. I just happened to <laughs> see that they caught him like as I was doing my notes for the episode. So mm-hmm. speaking of murders, Veronica. Yes. Are you ready to start? Yeah. Yeah. So, Ghosties, if you don't know already or didn't watch our YouTube video that we did recently, we are changing things up this season. Not by a lot, but I'm in... so glad you brought that up. Yeah, because then Thank they're going to be like, what? Yeah. Uh, season one, we did Serial Killer of the Week and Haunted Location of the Week, which was very fun. But this season... But very limiting. Very limiting. So, this season, we're going to do true crime that'll be segment number one so true crime topic of the week so it could be serial killers just random killings kidnappings and then for segment two instead of haunted locations we're going to do the paranormal topic of the week that opens us up to not only ghosts but aliens uh conspiracy theories basically anything that cannot be scientifically proven yeah, so we're really excited for that. And then, of course, we're still ending the podcast with the a tarot card reading. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with the true crime topic of the week. So the true crime topic of the week is the Sagamihara stabbings. My friend Matthew actually sent this one over to me and I looked into it and thought, what a perfect way to start the season then by talking about um, Satoshi Yumatsu. Ugh, I love it. I love it. I miss <laughs> I miss this man. Okay. Miss trying to pronounce people's names and probably yeah. butchering them. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Well, he's the butcher in this case. So, you know, it's okay if I butcher his name. <laughs> so these stabbings took place in... I'm going to steal your line. I'm sorry if I mispronounced this. You were and trying to steal my line before we even started recording. That is true. <laughs> um, Sukhoi Lily Garden Care Home for Disabled People in Midori Ward, Sagamihara, Kan- Kanago. Oh my God, I got this. Hold on. That was Kanagawa, a mouthful. You got this. Japan. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That was a mouthful. 
That was hard. <laughs> um, so this care home, as of 2016, housed about 149 residents between ages of 18 and 75. The residents all had intellectual disabilities and many with physical disabilities. So here's what happened. A 26-year-old man by the name of Satoshi Yumatsu, he is a former employee of this care facility, okay? Mm -hmm. And now I want to read off of my notes, but I've reread this stuff so much that I feel more comfortable just telling you about it than reading my notes, okay? So this guy, okay, so he used to work at the care facility, okay? What he did was one night he went to the facility and with a hammer, he used the hammer to break a window on the first floor to break in. When he broke in, he tied up one of his former co-workers or one of the workers, tied him up. And then, this is scary. And then he went room to room, stabbing patients in the neck while they slept. Oh, my God. This is a care home facility, a place where people should feel safe and cared for doing that exactly so (laughs) she's gonna stab me for saying that (laughs) and for those of you who don't know a little context stephanie is a caregiver (laughs) she's our friend so yeah this guy went room to room stabbing his victims in the neck while they slept but the other staff members were able to call the police and they reported a man with a knife who had broken into the building but unfortunately the police were a little too late By the time the police got there, he had already ran off. So 19 people were killed, 26 others were injured, and 13 severely injured. It was 10 women, 9 men, and I think the youngest was like 18 and the oldest was 70. But later on, a few hours later, the suspect did turn himself in at a nearby police station. But when he showed up, he showed up with a bag of sharp like knives and things that, you know, he could have used during his little moment. And most of them were bloody. So definitely had to have been the ones he had just used. Insane. Yeah. I don't like that. You're, you're, I still, okay, just wait for it. Just wait for it. <laughs> so the suspect was sentenced to death on March 16th of 2020 after the prosecution sought the maximum penalty for the murders in his trial he is on death row awaiting execution no 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 just to make this a a little more sadder this guy had written a letter to the speaker of the house of representatives in japan so he wrote this letter he went to the guy's house but obviously was stopped by security so he didn't get the letter turned in but he did he did leave the letter with a security guard now, guess what the letter was about? About him about to kill people? Okay. His letter appealed for the legalization of ending the lives of those with multiple disabilities <laughs> in cases where it was requested by their guardians. A quote in the letter reads, I envision a world where a person with multiple disabilities can be euthanized with an agreement from the guardians when it is difficult for the person to carry out household and social activities. He also wrote that the killings 
of disabled people would be for the sake of Japan and world peace, as well as to benefit the global economy and prevent World War III? Um, I mean, okay, here's the thing, okay? I somewhat agree. Um, I, I don't even know if we should really <laughs> talk about this because that's well, kind no, of... okay. When, when you're getting older and you can't function, like you're, you're not even living anymore, especially in there the whole time and you're just waiting to die. I feel like you should, like, if you want the option, it should be an option for you. No comment. Like, <laughs> it's the same thing with, with animals. You're going to euthanize an animal if they can't function. Why can't we do it for humans if the human requests it? No comment. <clears throat> it's not a topic I'm willing to talk about. So, I am very open. We'll just we'll stay with that. Um. So a couple side notes. Justin McCurry of The Guardian described the attack as one of the worst crimes ever committed on Japanese soil in modern history. Satoshi's background seems pretty normal, which kind of makes this a little more chilling because it goes to show that anyone can be capable of committing such a crime. Like, anyone can snap. You know what I mean? Um... That's pretty obvious, especially with that six-year-old we were just talking about. Neighbors seemed shocked and couldn't believe that they had committed such a gruesome crime. There were some who had reported that while working at the facility, it seemed like he did go through some type of personality change. So that leaves me wondering what happened within the walls of the care center. I think he probably just really hated seeing his patients suffer, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's what I'm trying to believe. I still don't support what he did. No, I don't support um, like what he did at all. But and it wasn't even not even close to being the right thing to do. So yeah, but yeah. So that's my true crime topic of the week. Yeah, and I wanna I wanna clarify too, like with the euthanization and stuff. The people that he killed did not consent. That's not okay. If they had, that would be a different story. That's just like, what's that one killer who was doing that? Wasn't it here in the States? Who? The serial killer? Yeah. Who was... Yeah. Who, from yeah. He was doing it from his van. Yeah. So, like, I... Which, by I, the way, I feel they like have... it should be an option. They have the van at the Haunted Museum in Vegas, if you guys want to see it. Yeah. Next time I go out to California, we're going to have to take a road trip mm-hmm. and spend a day in Vegas to go see that. Sorry, guys. You're going to be hearing me sip on my eyes. <laughs> So that's all I have. Are you ready? Yeah. Before I continue, I just want to like, you picked such a great example to just prove our point of why we changed from serial killer to true crime. Yeah. Because serial killer, it has to be three separate events in order Mm -hmm. for it to be classified as a serial killer. And he had over 19 victims. Yeah. In one sesh. Yeah. Like wild. I probably shouldn't call it a sesh. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on before we just dig ourselves a bigger hole. <laughs> so my paranormal topic of the week is the dancing plague of 1518. I'm so excited. I love this. <laughs> when I first saw this, I was like, what the fuck? And yeah. as I was reading it, I was just laughing the entire time. <laughs> is this something we learned in school because i feel like remembering like talking about it in like history or something you might have but i had never heard about this before so oh. it might have you know it might have been something 
you know i just i just know i learned about it at a young age and i don't know if it was like on my own or if it was at school you know it might have been because mhs teachers are <laughs> wild <laughs> yeah but i'm i'm really excited for you to talk about it cuz ghosties if you haven't heard about this plague he he he, he. <laughs> oh go ahead chelsea go ahead okay so, in 1518, the city of Strasbourg was hit by a dancing plague in July when, in front of everybody, a woman named Fra Trophia mm-hmm. began to violently dance in the streets with no music and no facial expressions. Ew. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? I yeah, got I can. Yeah, it's when ugly. I researched I got chills. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> By the end of the week, 30 people were dancing nonstop for no reason with her. And by the end of the month, the count had rose to over 400. How I thought of it was it was like a historical flash mob, but with no fun. Yeah. (laughs) So medics were called in only when people began dying of heart attacks, exhaustion, or strokes. Can you imagine that? If I saw that many people dancing nonstop to no music, I'd And then you just see them fall down one by one? No, not even that. Like, just doing that, like, nonstop before they even got to the death part, I'd at least call a priest. I mean, I guess I'd, like, record for five (laughs) minutes and laugh a little, but also, like, yeah. (laughs) After a while, it starts getting creepy. Actually, I don't even know if I will laugh. (laughs) Yeah, if they didn't have any expression on their face, that's just very disturbing. Right. So, in another moment of madness, authorities thought the best way to cure these people was to make them dance more. So they built a stage and even called musicians to play for the crowd. So obviously this did not cure them, but eventually the dancers did stop as suddenly as they had started about two months later. So this sounds like a fairy tale or like a myth, right? Yeah. So many historians chalk it up as so, except for the minor detail that this dancing plague was written about in medical, civic, and religious notes from the time. So none of these sources actually give a number of deaths and it's actually debated whether there were any or if they had enough medical aid early enough to stop that from occurring Mm -hmm. what do you think people would do if that happened today Um, what do you think the reaction would be besides fucking uploading it to social media i feel like it would be like a walking dead type thing where they're gonna like cage everybody in there like i don't want that that's so wild (laughs) So what caused this dancing plague? Historians and researchers have a few theories that we're going to talk about. In uh, the first theory, they suggest that they were victims of mass hysteria, which mass hysteria occurs when more than one person believes they're afflicted by an identical disease. And it's often during extreme times of stress. So like an, an example would be like the Salem witch trials where they started killing all the witches supposed witches so this theory could explain the incident because it occurred during a time of famine malnutrition and a high death rate another theory is that of a condition called ergotism which occurs when grains of rye are attacked by a specific mold and eating that infected mold could lead to seizures so they believe that it's possible that the dancing was the result of seizures but honestly, I don't know about you, but I don't believe that whatsoever because have you ever seen anyone have a seizure for a long period of time on their feet? Well, now I'm just thinking, but they were dancing. Like, what kind of dancing were they doing? Yeah, like, I'm so like, curious. If it was like a twitching type of dance, then yeah, it could have been a seizure of some sort. 
But if they're like fucking twerking and stuff back in 1518, <laughs> <laughs> I think that in itself would freak me out if they were. <laughs> but like, they were you know twerking I mean? before like, we had a name for were it. Were they actually doing like proper dancing, or were they just like fish out of water type of thing? You know what I mean? So it's like I need um, to know that detail. From, from what I was reading, it was kind of like a mixture of both. Like it was just erratic movements, but not like extreme like twitching and stuff like that so it was like i don't know like drunk dancing maybe i am not a historian (laughs) i am not in the well i'm technically in the medical field but i am not a doctor yeah so the last two theories kind of play like hand in hand it's theorized that the plague could have been demonic possession or it was a religious reverence to honor saint vitus which is the patron saint of epilepsy and of dancers I think I'm going to believe the demon one. Right. And uh, it's also like going back with St. Vitus. It's, it's debated if they were, if it was, if they were dancing to honor him or if he had cursed them because they did something wrong. So that kind of like goes together, whether it was demonic possession or to honor or was cursed by St. Vitus. I I love how this actually happened and no one knows. And And no one knows what's even more surprising. Uh, this isn't the first dancing plague that outbreak to occur it's just the most well documented and recent one so there was also one in 1374 that was along the rhine river and others between the 10th and 16th centuries in saxony and italy hmm. that was just like yeah that was just like i think it was the last the last one that they said that has been recorded but it was recorded so thoroughly i love it but yep that's that was the dancing plague of 1518 lots of theories to explore you said your favorite was demonic possession and honestly my favorite is being cursed by saint vitus yeah because i guess um with the whole being cursed like you know how their face were expressionless yeah like i don't know that's what they had like if they were in a trance you know yeah like they had no control because they pissed off a god if you if you were a god how would you punish your people um what am i a god of i don't know chelsea if you were a god period how would you punish your people what am a god of depends on how i punish them like if i was aphrodite i'd probably make somebody really 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 ugly you know why because you're ugly (laughs) if i'm the goddess aphrodite why would i be ugly just say okay I don't know honestly I don't know because like how offended do you have to be to curse somebody like yeah but you're like in you're uh, anyways moving on I'm not sensitive oh well no I'm just asking <laughs> you a damn question Chelsea you don't have to like get too deep into it Jesus this time. I'm sorry that's how I am like I want to go into depth about everything that's just how I am I'm well, a don't. it's a question my answer would be i would make people i would make people laugh non-stop just laughs that's really funny you're gonna have to wait for another episode for me to comment more on that oh sure anyways you want to move on to the tarot reading yeah because you (laughs) lost me i'm doing a segment about laughter okay we'll say that this guy So this week's tarot reading, we're doing a year ahead tarot since it's our first episode of the year. This is a five card spread 
And card one represents the new year ahead as a whole. Card two is an important lesson coming up this year. Card three is how we can progress on our spiritual path. Card four is how we can stay connected to our inner truth. And card five is what new opportunities await us this year. I'm excited. So card one, which is the card to represent the new year ahead as a whole, is the six of swords. So we are transitioning and we might be reaching the end of difficult times or we could be ending painful relationships. Either way, we're definitely leaving the past behind and we're healing this year. The card also represents like escaping and we might be feeling like deflated and like done. But if we stay in touch with our intuition and and just keep pushing through, we're going to emerge victorious. Noise. I feel like that's a good a that's good card solid. to represent. Yeah, our our year ahead. Like that's perfect. Yeah. So card two is an important lesson for us this coming year, and this is the one that I'm worried about. And it comes through the ten of swords reversed. We're experiencing betrayal, backstabbing, and this is probably going to indicate that a relationship friendship or job is coming to an end which we didn't see so it's not something that we're expecting like at all but through this it's going to be challenging but it's going to be a reminder that we can't control everything but that we also need to be open for new opportunities that's wild i yeah <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's goes back scary. to our conversation <laughs> that we were just talking about before we recorded oh yeah no i thought about it <laughs> so card three is how we can progress on our spiritual path and this comes through the tower and i don't think have we had the tower before in our readings i don't think we have i think this is the first time we've gotten the tower that's even like more interesting (laughs) so this card definitely goes back to unforeseen change that's coming and it could be destructive, but it could also be liberating and spiritually awakening, which I think is perfect for this, this card, like progressing on our spiritual paths. Our world is going to seem like it's coming crashing down, but new opportunities are coming kind of in the same way that a phoenix rises from its ashes. I just had a Harry Potter moment. If anything good came out of that job that you had, it was you watching the Harry Potter movies. Like, that yeah. makes me so happy. <laughs> That's true. I would have never watched them. <laughs> okay, so card four is how can we stay connected to our inner truths? And this comes through the Page of Cups. We're receiving intuitive and creative opportunities. It's This is the time of curiosity and possibility. So we're going to be receiving news or important information. It doesn't, it's not specific to, you know, like good, bad, neutral. It's just information or information or invitation just kind of depends. But either way, we are young at heart, sensitive and idealistic and staying true to ourselves with those three traits is going to get us through whatever we're going through and keep us connected to our inner truths. So something's definitely going to happen to us this year. Something life-changing, most likely. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'm getting. I am so nervous, but also, like, excited. I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about this year ahead. (laughs) But also, like, I don't know, because I don't know about you, but I feel like this is going to be my villain era. Yeah? Yeah. 
All right, I get to choose your costume. Okay. <laughs> like I've had so many people tell me that this is my year and I, I feel like it's it's definitely coming. So I'm nervous, but also like this car spread is is making me more nervous, but also reassuring me. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah. So card five, the last card, is what new opportunities are awaiting us this year? And this comes through the five of cups. Situations are turning out difficult more than we had expected. And so we're going to have a lot of disappointment. We're going to be dwelling in the past and have a lot of feelings of self-pity, regret, and loss. But these problems are only emotional. While there are things to mourn over, there's also things to look forward to that can bring us joy to kind of even out that past hurt. So (laughs) I already told you how I felt about this spread. What did you feel about this spread? I don't know. I'm a little nervous just because, you know, something's going to happen. We don't know when, what, or who it's going to involve. But something big's going to happen. And I'm, I don't know, I'm nervous because that can mean a lot, you know? Yeah. It's the anticipation that's getting you. I just hope it's something good or for the better. You don't, you, you didn't get that reference, didn't you? No. Sad face. I mean, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> I don't want to say it again. It's from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. I was going to start singing um, Sweet Transvestite because I think I did go. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, you just didn't get the reference, but you know the reference. Okay. I don't feel as. as I've never seen sad. the movie. I just know the songs. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never seen that musical. I'm sorry. I want That's to. Okay. I want to, but. Next time I go out, we'll watch it together. Okay. Don't be mad if I didn't wait for you. That's fine, too. I mean, we can technically still watch it, but... (laughs) Stop trying to hang out with me, Chelsea. Low-key, I actually only, like, brought up that conversation because I don't want to say goodbye yet. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I miss this. We're going to do it again next Friday and the Friday after that for the next few months. Yeah, the next, like, 40 weeks. Oh, God. It's like a whole pregnancy. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us this week, Ghosties. We hope you had as much fun as we did. We are so excited to be back. If you did have fun, make sure to give us a follow on our Instagram and TikTok. And if you want a tarot card reading, DM us and we will choose one lucky person a week. If. With that being said, huh? You said if they had fun. Oh, so Veronica you said you better since, have had fun. <laughs> since y'all had fun. Continue, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. We're your hosts. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Veronica. Have a spooky weekend and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.